Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. Welcome, Ark Movers. Welcome, Ark Movers. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in. Come on in. We're a few minutes behind schedule, but we here. We here. We here. Come on in, come on in, come on in. Welcome, welcome. I just want to welcome you all here. Let's go to the throne of grace. Come on in, come on in, come on in, my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for this time, Lord. We thank you for your blessings, your grace, your mercy. Lord, we thank you as we cry out for our, our forgiveness, Lord for our sins and our shortcomings, Lord, for our disobedience. And Father God, we're asking for your blessing on this time. And Lord, we just pray that if anyone comes here and don't know you as a loving Savior, Lord, we just pray that they realize that all they have to do is believe on you and confess it with their mouth. And Lord, you said that they shall be saved. So, Father God, right now, we're just praying that you decrease me and increase you because you are preferred. And let this time be a witness unto you of your saving grace and knowledge. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory be the name of Jesus Christ. I want to welcome you all here to the Ark of the Covenant Ministry reading with Reverend Hill and I am Reverend Hill and I want to welcome you here with us as we are reading from the book uh, just we just having a fantastic time with this book here the true essence of God's revelation of family, the true essence of God's revelation of family. And I just pray that you all just stay here with us as we enjoy our reading today. And I just want you all to know, we just love the fact that you all just come here with us and enjoy the time that we have together. And we all just love on one another and we all enjoy one another. And I want you all to know that you can get the book at your nearest Christian bookstore or on Amazon. As well as our next book is, we want y'all to be ready. So we want to let y'all know what the next book will be. It's Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit compassion versus sympathy or and, and empathy. Holy Spirit compassion versus sympathy and empathy. You can get that at your nearest Christian bookstore or you can get it on Amazon. So you can get that book as well. Um and we want you to know uh, you can ask questions because we here today reading with Reverend Hill is all about uh, we being able to chat with the author. <laughs> Hello. 
<laughs> being able to uh, chat with the author as the author being able to express the thoughts and, and characteristics of his writing and uh, being able to explore what's not also what's not in the book as we are going with the biblical understanding of what God's word reads when he says other books are written about him as well as being able to talk more in depth about the writings and to continue on expressing to God's people the reason for the book and other questions that you might have. You can always uh, post your questions. You can always email us your uh, questions or comments. At You can email us at Rev, R-E-V, D-R, abbreviation for doctor, D-R, Derek Hill, D-E-R-R-I-C-K-H-I-L-L at gmail.com. Again, that's R-E-V, abbreviation for Reverend, D-R, abbreviation for doctor, Derek Hill, that's D-E-R-R-I-C-K-H-I-L-L at gmail.com. Or you can always call us on our line here and we'll be glad for you to call us with your comments or questions at area code 219-228-6544. Again, that's 219-228-6544. And we'll love for you to call us with your comments and questions today. And our book, The True Essence of God's Revelation for Family, we're having a great time as we are seeing the fundamental foundation of how God wants the alignment to be in order for the protection and the understanding that we can be pulled out of order. And out of that order, we miss the divine revelation of not authority, but the order of God. God has a residue of an order, not the authority, but there is an order, a will for which God wants us to be aligned in as a representation of a heavenly divine order. You see that the family represents that same divine order as it is in heaven. And it's understood that the enemy is always trying to infiltrate, to disrupt, to destroy that particular divine protection. So let us continue as we seen within the word of that we have here before us. But before we do, I done mixed me up another concoction. And I truly have been enjoying these concoctions here. Man, y'all just don't know. These here drinks here that my wife done really got me hooked on here. You mix it with the water. You see it and you I've been at, I don't know how many, I got this big old bottle here, you know. Now, I don't know how many you're supposed to add, because nobody told me the amount.
They never told me the amount that you're supposed to add or how many you're supposed to add to this big old bottle that I got here. And um, I got one of these big old bottles here. So I add, um, today I added four to it. And it is fantastic. We on page 64, if you got your book, Alexa, open Kindle books. Resuming your most recent book. Alexa, turn volume up to five. Alexa, open Kindle books. Alexa, open Kindle books. Resuming your most recent book, True Essence of God's Revelation of Family. There are four hours left in the book. We see that the principle of love is the activation of clarity, which gives us the truth and understanding of the deception of the enemy's infiltration of our area of rationalization or our minds. But to even start all that we must come to the most important decision in our lives, by choosing Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Now once we receive the author, we begin to receive the clarity by way of understanding the great awesomeness of the possessor of love. So what do all this has to do with family, and how is it tied into the fact of your understanding of the simple fact that everything revolves around the principle of love? Now I appreciate those thoughts as well as those questions, and I am so glad you asked them so let us go together into the awesome world of revelation about the essences of God's greatest institution family. Now before we look at the definitions of family to see which is vital to our revelation, instead of our interpretation of what we want it to be, we are going to gather a little more information. I want you to know that in order to receive what you are looking for you have to look for it, and in the word of God we have to study it, and we will receive the truth, and that truth will set you free. So let us go forward in the gathering of information. I learn in my process of growth that my original thought is not necessary the best thought. In my growing up there was not much blood relationship. In other words my brothers as well as sisters and parents were not of the same blood because I was adopted. Now is the start of understanding I was first filled with resentment because I am looking at the surrounding with the carnal eye as well as the infiltration of the enemy by way of thought of why I am here. Of course there is a many people that can say that the growing up was very difficult because of many different reasons, abuse, neglect, lack of wisdom, hidden agendas as well as much more. But it was not until I got older and met the author of the Catalpas for the foundation of family. I asked myself if not I have found this would I understand that the events is what pushed me into the light of understanding, and I want to share it with you. In order to give anything to a group that has never had it you first must understand it you have to have some type of experience in it. As the author of something you have to be the one that know exactly how it goes as well as knows the end and outs of it. Then to take that and express it to me so one can copy, it takes a very special person. Some of our famous creators cannot explain what they have done in terms that we all could understand as well as do not understand it fully. So marketing teams are created as well as speakers and all the tools used to explain it to the people it is for is left to those that are masters of the skill or talent of communication. 
You know what are the greatest explanation are those that created something and build it from the start to finish, and had to create every part they can explain the ends and out of the created. This is the same principle in our lives that gives us the victory because we know the ends and outs of the principle, and we have the manual with us so when we need it we can refer to it, and learn what we need to do to get back on track as well as continue in the growth. So let's see what the author has for us to understand the concept of family from its intention from the beginning. We will also look at it from the author perspective and gather that revelation, and it will let us see how much infiltration that the adversary has penetrated. There is something that we must understand from the beginning, so we will start from the beginning with Genesis. The Bible says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Genesis 1, 26-27, Now the great debate or the great theological arguments between different religious organizations is the use of the plural noun. The plural noun is very interesting and difficult for some to understand I believe these will be the best way to describe it. I want you to understand that this particular type of noun is very crucial to the revelation. There are a many places that this type of noun is used such as, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Isaiah 6 8, the plural pronoun used in those verses is U.S. and this is where many differ in the interpretation. So what is the meaning of plural pronoun? Let us break it up by word, and then combine it to sum up the meaning. The word plural means, less than L plus more more than one N. Gram, the form of a word designating more than one, X, Handsman, Webster's New World Dictionary and Thesaurus 2nd Edition, in another reference it means, adjective 1. Relating to or composed of more than one member, set or kind, the plural meanings of a text, a plural society. 2. Grammar of or being a grammatical form that designates more than one of the things specified in, Grammar 1. The plural number or form. 2. A word or term in the plural form. Middle English plural from Old French from Latin plus, from PL to the power of S, PLR, more, see PEL 1 inch Indo-European roots Wikipedia dictionary. The word noun means, less than L nomen, a name gram, a word that names or denotes a person, thing place action quality etc. Webster's New World Dictionary and Thesaurus 2nd edition, also in another reference noun mean, N, abbreviated N. 1. The part of speech that is used to name a person, place, thing, quality, or action, and can function as the subject or object of a verb, the object of a preposition, or an appositive. 2. Any of the words belonging to this part of speech, such as neighbor, window, happiness, or negotiation. Middle English name noun from Anglo-Norman, from Latin N to the power of MN translation from Greek Noma, name noun Wikipedia dictionary. Now let us put together the definition for the understanding of plural noun, which is, more than one person or thing or place, quality or action. So armed with that information you most likely have not yet seen the discrepancy in the understanding of those verse not just yet so let me clarify it for you. The problem of the plural pronoun is really a difficult one. Here are some of the arguments. The reason why we have that plural is because Elohim is a plural noun, even though it is referring to God. Well that is interesting, except that in the passages the Lord Yahweh said, let us go down etc., many of the Jewish writers, in fact most of them, argue that he is talking to the angels. 
Yet there is an exception because they do not like this explanation in the story of creation because God alone creates. Therefore, they do not like God saying to the angels, Hey, let us make man. They do not believe the angels were involved in the process. But they do like that explanation in Genesis 11, Let us go down, because he is the Lord of hosts' armies, and he is taking all of his angels down with him. When he says, Let us, that is where they get it, but they do not prefer that interpretation in Genesis 1. So in Genesis 1, the average Hebrew commentary on that says that this is what is called a majestic plural. What's a majestic plural? You ask. It means really big. Let us, I'm a really big person create man in our, really big image. What good does that do? The plural even uses possessive of the word image. The Lord our God is one Lord. Some always repeat the Shema back to you, even if it is not the Shabbat. It is from Deuteronomy 6.4, Hear O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. They go right back to that. The Lord our God is one Lord. You know what it is called, but if you might not you and I know Ehad. We use it every day. It means more than one. And they always turn back and say, some might ask for an example. Genesis 2.24 The Bible says a man shall leave his father and mother, cleave to his wife and the two shall be Ehad, one flesh. Apparently two can be one in some sense. So God has to be more than one. And they always say, more than one what? Readers, there is only one God. There never has been more than one God. There are not three gods. We do not believe that. There is only one God. But this God exists in three distinct persons as the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit without ever doing any injustice to the unity, which all three of those persons enjoy as one God. I hope that everybody is paying attention because this is imperative to understanding. Ask a person the following question what is Christianity based on? They will respond by saying, the death and resurrection of Christ Jesus is the central issue. There are a lot of us who have done a lot of theological studies who come back to saying that the real watershed, besides the Bible being the Word of God, is the Trinity of God. If you get messed up with the Trinity, it will result with a skewed view of whom Jesus is. It is will also skew your view of the death and the resurrection of Christ. And so the root issue of Christianity may, in fact, be the Trinity of God. This means that the Jehovah's Witnesses and our Jewish friends are correct in saying, that is the real issue between us and you evangelical Christians. I do not fight them on that because I agree with them that the Trinity one of the central issues. I will tell them that they are exactly right. Then they go on to say, you guys made it three gods. Excuse me. We don't believe in three gods. We only believe in one God. And so that doctrine affects everything else. I would not build the case for the presence of my Lord Jesus Christ in the Old Testament on plural pronouns alone. You need all the arguments. But let us, just for a moment to wrap up this point, look at the book of John. This is one of the easier books you can take and go from Greek back to Hebrew. It is simply Jewish, and it is filled with Jewish statements and phrases and contrasts. In John 1.1 he tells us, the word was God. Now, I will not go over that again. Verse 14 says, he became flesh, but not he was flesh. The word used for became is gynomai, which means a change of condition. This is the key text assuming the pre-existence of Christ in the New Testament. He became flesh, which means that, he was in existence previously to becoming flesh. Now in John 6.51, just to show you a few things here, Jesus said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eats of this bread he shall live forever. 
and the bread I will give is my flesh which I give for the life of the world. That is pretty strong talk, is it not? John 6.62, What in if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? Do you understand that the New Testament is agreeing to his pre-existence? Jesus said, I was the living bread that came down from heaven. He was in heaven before. And in 6.62, what if you see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? So you see, the New Testament clearly teaches the pre-existence of Christ. There is many more references that lets us know that Christ Jesus existed before he became flesh then if that is understood it is clearly understood that the Holy Spirit existed as well before the formation of creation. This particular information is very important for the foundation building in several areas. It demonstrates the understanding of the awesome power of our God, as well as the ability to produce a vast creation within the same likeness as well giving us a look at what is to come. I know a little of that might sound strange, but we as Christians today look forward to the second coming as well as those that were before us look for the coming of the Messiah. The difference is that they saw what they were looking for, and we see the evidence of what we are waiting for, and that gives us the same faith that Moses and Abraham had as well as the rest of the prophets of old. Besides the fact that Christ Jesus came to seek and save those which was lost as well as fulfill the scriptures, there is one more piece of evidence that is needed pertaining to his appearance. One of the reasons that Jesus came into this world was to show us what God is like, because God is invisible. With your physical eyes you cannot see God. With the eyes of faith you can see a lot about God, and one day God is going to give us the privilege of looking on the face of his incarnate Son. Revelation 22 tells us that we will see his face. He is the invisible God. The word invisible is used five times of him in the Bible. Turn to Colossians 1. What are we talking about? He is the revelation of the invisible God. He reveals who God is. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for by him were all things created, that are in heaven, and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him, and for him, and he is before all things pre-existence, and by him all things consist, they hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Colossians 1 15-19 That is an incredible passage. Every image is a likeness, but every likeness is not an image. An image is an exact reproduction. If you see two twins, you would say that they look alike, but one is not the image of the other. Why is a son in the image of his father? When Adam begat sons in Genesis 5, it says they were in the image of Adam. This is genetically true. Your DNA is in the image of your parents. Let me say it again. Every image is a likeness, but not every likeness is an image. In the case of Jesus, he is the image of the invisible God. He is the revelation of the invisible God, but number two, he is a complete representation of the invisible God. In John 14 8-9, Philip said, Show us the Father and it sufficeth us. In other words, we'll be happy if you just show us the Father. What an audacious, arrogant statement that was. Jesus turned to Philip and said, He that has seen me has seen the Father. He is the complete representation of the invisible God. In Hebrews 1.3, another very important passage, it says of him, who being the brightness of his glory, and the express image of his person. The New American Standard Bible translates it as exact reproduction. Let me give you an example. 
If I had some clay with me here and I had an instrument like a stamp to do an experiment for visual aid. If I pushed the stamp into the clay and pulled it out, what is left is the image. It is the exact reproduction. It was the exact thing that was implanted in that. Now if I have a piece of paper and try to just draw out of my mind what that image looks like, my drawing is a likeness, but it is not the image. The image was planted in the clay. Jesus Christ is not simply a likeness, but the image of the invisible God. That is quite a statement. Now armed with the information so far, we have collected gives us a wonderful gathering of the revelation in many different parts, but the key is to make it as clear as possible, so there will be a powerful impact of the revelation upon all that reads and understand that this gives birth in the spirit. It is interesting with just looking at the definitions we see how one word is formed to be used in almost everything no wonder how God's people are confused as well as distorted in the realm of family understanding. I want you to know that whatever is that represent God the enemy does everything to distort it. The word of God is pure which cannot be distorted so enemy attacks the deliverer as well as the teachers as well as attack from the beginning, so that you start from the wrong area. So what definition is the one for family that delivers the true essence of what God's intention was from the start? Before you answer that let me give you one more definition from another reference for family, the institution of God lying at the foundation of all human society. It is monogamous or the practice or state of being married to one person at a time in nature. The New Combined Bible Dictionary and Concordance The Bible speaks of family in several different areas, but all with the same basic principles, so if we miss this then we are not receiving the full revelation or the full magnitude of the practice in our lives. Have you ever been deceived for so long that when you hear or find the truth you don't believe it or the truth is never found or stays hidden? How many people have you met in your life or know of that is closer to you than what you consider as family. Now with that thought being explored that kick the definition of some that say that family is blood, because that definitions is not a workable theory, because you yourself can say you have some that are family, that is not bloodline connected in the sense of our parents or theirs. How about this have you ever had someone try to explain something to you, and you was not getting it, and they responded by saying I thought we was family, all of this is interesting. As if when they say that they figure you supposed to automatically understand or believe what they are saying. How did it make it feel? What thought pattern was triggered when you heard that? Now for me there is just one definition that gives both spiritual and physical understanding, that gives me the revelation for which I am open to the revelation of entire essence of family, in all areas of my life. Family means, all those descended form a common ancestor, lineage and this is part of the foundation. You see knowing what one thing is and knowing how this function is different. The combined combination of knowing them both together, is the beginning of the revelation. If we look at the definition then how is exactly do this brings together all the information gathered, and how is it that this brings the fullness of God's intention form the beginning? Now this is where the fun begins in the putting together an eternal tool that will be with me forever, and it will become one of my favorite tools. If it was not for the understanding and the gathering of information that the revelation would not have appeared let us take a look. The existence of God is one God that we believe that can manifest himself in three areas for which we were created in the likeness of, and we have the same attributes but the exact distribution. Let me explain, if in the beginning God was that will make the understanding that all existed with him. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. The question is what was the relationship like as separate but one? Picture this father being all in all and everything in everything, which gives the revelation that upon representation of the separation of himself he begot his own son. 
This is where some pagan worshippers place another female god in the sky because of the carnal small mind thinking that the only way to reproduce was that there had to be in the midst of it a woman. Interesting how they take parts of the holy word and use it to what they want and leave the rest. We as members of the body of Christ understand that the revelation is in the entire word of God and we have to bring the entire thing together. We know that blood is an inner connection by way of life within bringing us forth in the family of God. It is the blood that brings us back into the family for which we were separated. You see since to fall of man where sin entered into the world we became as loved outsiders, as if we were not in the family but outcast. Still as outcast or children astray, the father wants us back as if the compassion overwhelms him to bring his children home. But what is so remarkable is that the father knowing all things this was the plan from the beginning. The Bible says, O oh, the depth of the riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are his judgments, and his ways past finding out! For who hath known the mind of the Lord? Or who hath been his counselor? Or who hath first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again? For of him, and through him and to him, are all things, to whom be glory for ever. Amen. Romans 11.33-36, these verses let us know that we are not the beginning He is, and we cannot match His knowing and His knowing is of all. He knew us before we were even born the Bible says, Thus saith the Lord that made thee, and formed thee from the womb, which will help thee, fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and thou Jesurun, whom I have chosen. Isaiah 44.2 The Word lets us know that He formed us knew us before we even knew who we are. As knowing all things for his children, his creation wanted us to stay with him as a father being committed to his children. The only expectable thing or object or person that could do that would be a father to bring the children back home by first providing a way for us to get back, and secondly the way would have to be through his exact measure to make sure we wanted to be there. As if our redemption was not only for our coming home, but also letting us know that the father knows all and is real, and wanted us home. So he sent a piece of him in the representation of the lifeline in himself as a lifeline for us back home, if we wanted to be there. In order to do that we had to be brought back in the best way possible that will give us full acceptance back without blemish. This was all work out beforehand, but the understanding of the magnitude of the situation is the focusing point to grasp the reality of the manifest act within the physical realm. You see in order to bring the children home the bloodline had to be purged back to its original state, and this could have been done several many ways. One God could have said it, and it would have been done or restarted over with creation, but it was the Father love that brought unto us the releasing of the true essence of family for family. Before we go any further, I want to explain the word essence, and the particular connection it have to the entire concept of the book, especially within this particular area. The word essence means, the basic nature of something, a concentrated substance that keeps the flavor, etc. of that from which it is extracted, Webster's New World Dictionary and Thesaurus 2nd Edition, this particular word describe everything for which this entire book is based on as well as enhances the significance of this particular thought. To go back where we were extracted from the basic nature of our existence, we had to be presented with a complete transfusion of blood. This transfusion had to be able to take all our blood out of the housing it was in, then purify the house then clean the blood, and then put it back now God himself I believe if this was the way he wanted to do it, it could have been done. That would not been sufficient because it would have been released at the moment you received salvation, and that would have been an influence to the actual ability of accepting by faith. Faith is the substance of things not seen to be exact the Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
for by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Hebrews 11, 1-3, so this gives us the principle of the understanding of family. You see within the awesomeness of our Lord and Savoir all is known as well as all is for his glory. We are his glory his children that some are outcasts for which he wants home, but the choice have to be ours, but the way was sent by him from the beginning. Let me explain how all this come together. The Bible says, Well we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. 2 Corinthians 4:18. This let us know that what we fix our eyes on our hope on is the eternal Father, which is invisible to the naked eye, but the Lord fixed his heart on us, and the love is what set the motion into action. The Bible says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the Beloved. Ephesians 1 3-6 From the beginning this plan was indeed in the planning because of the love of the Creator for his creation. Now the interesting part is that we were made in the likeness of God Almighty He, and this is the key. You see the Father is that of everything for which we cannot even begin to find words to describe Him, but it was the heart that brought us to redemption for which is the same thing that set in motion the adoption back to our essence. The Lord took what was the only thing was needed to bring us back to our original position as the glory of God. God took his heart by way of his power, and sent us a Redeemer that was the exact representation of God the perfect image that was the only way we could come back to our true nature. In order for us to understand how this all worked let me explain. The Father knew the downfall before the downfall, and before the creation of his glory, so with the heart man was brought unto righteousness, as the Father birthed forth by his power from his comfort his Son. So the relationship was that the Father is the head, and the Comforter and power of God gave birth unto the Son of God which there was no need of woman, because his Son had to be exact representation of the Father in the Spirit. This is the representation of the perfect love for the Son, because it is the Father and it was birthed by the power and Comforter of God. What a wonderful revelation because that gives us clarity about our understanding of family. We were created in the likeness, as the Father loved us so much that the perfect likeness he possessed us with. Regardless of gender, race, or color, we all are the fashion of the likeness. Our body represent the housing of the heart of God, and in that housing will be delivered the power and comforter of the Father. This is the ultimate family the representation of the Father and the birth of God's power and comforter that gives place for the Son. You see the Bible says, He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Wherefore I say unto you, All manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shalt not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him, but whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Matthew 12.30-32 Now this is where many get confused, and instead of looking for the revelation they assume the interpretation. This scripture is the foundation of the entire concept of the principle to our relationship to the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, as well as the connection between each other. Let explain and I want you to receive the fullness of the scriptures. Notice in Matthew 12 30-32 that it points directly to the manner of sin, as well as the manner for which will not be forgiven. 
You can blasphemy and sin for which will be forgiven except against the Holy Spirit. Let's take a look at the word blasphemy the definition first which is, blasphemy, Greek blaptine to injure, and fami, reputation, signifies etymologically gross irreverence towards any person or thing worthy of exalted esteem. In this broad sense the term is used by Bacon when in his advancement of learning he speaks of blasphemy against learning. St. Paul tells of being blasphemed, 1 Corinthians 4.13, and the Latin Vulgate employs the word blasphemer to designate abusive language directed either against a people at large 2 Samuel 21.21, 21, 1 Chronicles 27, or against individuals, 1 Corinthians 10.30, Titus 3.2. Meaning, while etymologically blasphemy may denote the derogation of the honor due to a creature as well as of that belonging to God, in its strict acceptation, it is used only in the latter sense. Hence it has been defined by Suarez as any word of malediction reproach or contumely pronounced against God, de relige tract, 3, lib, i cap, 4 n, 1. It is to be noted that according to the definition, one blasphemy is set down as a word, for ordinarily it is expressed in speech, though it may be committed in thought or in act. Being primarily a sin of the tongue, it will be seen to be opposed directly to the religious act of praising God. 2. It is said to be against God, though this may be only mediate, as when the contumelious word is spoken of the saints or of sacred things, because of the relationship they sustain to God and His service. Blasphemy by reason of the significance of the words with which it is expressed, may be of three kinds. 1. It is heretical when the insult to God involves a declaration that is against faith, as in the assertion, God is cruel and unjust, or the noblest work of man is God. 2. It is imprecatory when it would cry a malediction upon the Supreme Being as when one would say, Away with God. 3. It is simply contumacious when it is wholly made up of contempt of, or indignation towards God, as in the blasphemy of Julian the Apostate, Thou hast conquered, O Galilean. Again blasphemy may be one either direct, as when the one blaspheming formally intends to dishonor the divinity, or two indirect, as when without such intention blasphemous words are used with advertence to their import. Blasphemy is a direct refusal or direct dishonor to God for which is delivered by the possession of the Holy Spirit. Just a little more information on a couple of words first comforter, and then mother then after that I believe you will see the exact nature of the family. The word comforter means, root word comfort, vt. Less than l calm intense. Plus fortis strong to soothe in distress or sorrow, console n. 1. Relief from distress, etc. 2. One that comforts 3. A state of or thing that provides ease and quiet enjoyment, Webster's New World Dictionary and Thesaurus Second Edition, the word mother means, n. Oi mod or, a female parent 2. The origin or source of something 3. Often, a woman who is the head, mother superior of a religious establishment adjective 1. Of or like a mother 2. Native mother tongue, vt to be the mother of 2. To care for as a mother does, Webster's New World Dictionary and Thesaurus Second Edition. Now I know this is a lot of information together, but I want to make sure that the information is before you so you will be able to study it and see the different variation of the information especially the words and their meanings. This is very important because the most vital thing is the complete understanding of the information, in order to see the essence of the true nature of the intention of the Father. Now I want you to be clear on this that Christ Jesus is a comforter that is an attribute of Him, why because it was in the Father, and the power that possessed that is what is called a mother heart. 
In Isaiah 66 for me, this is the only place where the Holy Word as being this representation represents Christ Jesus. The Bible says, Rejoice ye with Jerusalem, and be glad with her, ail ye that love her, rejoice for joy with her, all ye that mourn for her, that ye may suck, and be satisfied with the breasts of her consolations, that ye may milk out, and be delighted with the abundance of her glory. For thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the Gentiles like a flowing stream, then shall ye suck, ye shall be borne upon her sides, and be dandled upon her knees. As one whom his mother comforteth, so will I comfort you, and ye shall be comforted in Jerusalem. And when ye see this, your heart shall rejoice, and your bones shall flourish like an herb, and the hand of the Lord shall be known toward his servants, and his indignation toward his enemies. Isaiah 66 10-14, look at how the Comforter gives the explanation of comfort unto the children of Israel. The Lord told them that he will send the Comforter, and he will comfort them all in the same breath because he possessed both. The ability to produce it and the ability to send it unto wherever he wants to. Notice what Christ told his disciples upon his ascension the Bible says, Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures, and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem, until ye be endued with power from on high. Luke 24 45-49, what was the promise for which Christ was speaking of the Bible says, Yet now hear, Zero Jacob my servant, and Israel, whom I have chosen, thus saith the Lord that made thee, and formed thee from the womb, which will help thee, fear not, Zero Jacob, my servant, and thou Jesurun, whom I have chosen. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, and floods upon the dry ground, I will pour my spirit upon thy seed, and my blessing upon thine offspring. Isaiah 44, 1-3, Did this power from up high come did the Comforter come the Bible says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Act 2, 1-4, So what was promised was sent, but Christ Jesus did not author what was sent, but by the Father and this is at origin. That is the definition of mother see the father represent the characteristics of fatherly and motherly heart, and the motherly heart is what's sent when the great compassion is sent out to us. So when we reject the Holy Spirit we are rejecting the love of God, and that is disrespectable to the very reason for existence as well as our own ability to pass on and get into order. So refusing what is your natural intention is turning to something you are not, and that what makes that unforgivable. Now with that information gives some clarity to a whole lot of scriptures as well as wake up a lot of thoughts that have not yet been explored by you. That is a whole different topic but before we go on, I would like to explain this, so that we all are on the same wave link. In the Old Testament we know that they were looking for the coming of the Messiah, and in this Messiah will be a new kingdom. Most thought it would be an earthly kingdom, but it was both but most missed it. Now they had to keep sacrificing as well as do many things, not because of the thing that they was doing it was what they were sacrificing stopped producing the cleansing blood. It was unable to live on and constantly carry the sin to the cleansing power. You and I have the blood of the Lamb of God the one made of him, that is able to carry all sin that is present past, as well as further. So they served the same God, but had different regulations and the old unlocked the key to the new. 
So now let us bring together all the information that we have to reveal the revelation of family. The word of God says, And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Genesis 1, 25-27, Now we are created in the image or the likeness of God and what is the likeness of God, which is the principle of the concept of the relationship between God the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit. Everything was created through Christ, so we know that there is nothing that was created after Christ that was separated from him. We also know that we serve one God one Lord he shares his glory with no one. If is as if God gave us the miraculous picture of the foundation of relationship, as well as to understanding of family. God is the outer part as Jesus was birth, given by the Father out of the power of his compassion and love, for the comforting of his creation. God Almighty being the character of Father and Mother being all power, and the source of everything housed his comfort for us as well as love in such magnitude in the Holy Spirit that gave birth unto the world, to see the Lord of hosts his only begotten Son. Christ being obedient at all time unto his Father, as his Father is loving him and comforting him and giving him what is due unto him, so the grasping for us to see this in the ability we can is in the family true understanding. Godhead family is the perfect example for you and me because all God has done, and have been doing, and still is for you and me the true essence of the foundation of family. Now to get the full revelation of family and receive it for our lives, we have to understand several things. First of all I want you to know that we are a family within ourself, body, soul slash heart slash spirit and mind. With the likeness of God family, we are the likeness but our makeup is different. God himself is a spirit for which he is everywhere and everything as well as the creator of everything and everyone. All parts of God are holy without anything that can prepare. God's the head of the family and everything worships him, and he shares his glory with no one. So for our small concept we will look at it like God is the body. His only begotten Son is his very own image. Jesus Christ is the exact representation of God the very essence of who God is and gave birth unto him, Jesus Christ for the simple reason of love. So for our understanding we will say that Jesus is not only the heart slash blood of God the entire DNA match of God. We know that in order for ourselves to be in proper health, or to have proper organs, we must believe that out blood flow is the most powerful thing, and we believe in that with God's family. To understand the concept of the Holy Spirit, we must truly know that the Holy Spirit is the breath of God. Now this is the first family within the Creator of family all holy all righteous all pure, and there has never been or never will be a blemish nor sin within God's family. God is the perfect parent, teacher, love giver, gentleness, counselor, listener and much more. That is the representation in heaven. With you and me, we have the same principle, but not the exact properties that the formation of God have. In the Old Testament we see the formula for the building of the inner family, with the same likeness of God but different properties. God formed man out of nothing. The Bible says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Genesis 2-7, Now I want you to see the formula and the different properties in us that are the likeness of God. First is how we were formed. We were formed in the beginning from the dust of the earth the waste of the earth. God took nothing and made something out of it. 
If we were to understand the form of man the ability to even comprehends the ability to turn clay into a housing form that will be able to become living. The likeness if there God's vastness is nothing that can describe to us in the form for us to understand, but we were made from nothing. God is holy but now here is the twist some theologians will tell you that Adam knew no sin when he was created, as if the world knew no sin, because sin had not yet entered into the world. Here is another look as well if the world knew no sin then where was Satan cast down to along with the third of the angels that left with him. If we believe that the angels have come down to earth then earth knew sin because of the presence of Satan, not because his sin was committed here on earth, because the deceptive heart of the adversary, or the idea of the deception was in him, and he touched earth. So what is the importance here is this area understanding enough that reveals the building of man. Let's take a look at the information God know the entire picture, so would it not be in reason to believe that he knew that coming of sin? If that thought were vital then it must be in reason the grand understanding that the outer shield we have God knew that it would be worth nothing. So our properties are different but the likeness is the same. We have a physical body to represent the casing of the likeness of God. Not that God has an outer shell as the form we have it, but it is a representation of the vastness of God, because we are simply made form nothing that demonstrate the awesome power of God. By Adam being formed after the downfall of the third of heaven then, there was nothing that linked the newly created dot to the fall of the wicked in heaven. This was an event that took place after the Lord God created the earth, so if it took place afterwards then it is reasonably to understand that at the time God created it he formed it perfectly and sinless. So in the beginning it is logical that Adam was sinless. Now that keeps us in the realm of the heavenly host, because God family is sinless. That will not keep us after sin, nor will it be continued after sin, because the Bible clearly states that, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man, Romans 7.22, the Bible also says, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. 2 Corinthians 4.16, in many passages of the Bible, it is clear that God looks inward and not outward, so all of Revelation comes booming out. God created man out of dust with a miraculous power as well as a fantastic event, but it was nothing just a housing case. This is very interesting bit of information, so how are we created in the likeness of God? First we were formed by God's hand, and formed by the ground of the earth, the waste the dust so the most interesting thing is that it gives no description on if God formed the inner organs or what but we know that in playing at the beach that it is reasonable that certain things cannot be formed by sand, so certain things are the presence of the Lord in each of us now. Then he breath in the nostril the breath of life into man with that concept we have formed there is where the transformation of the likeness of God in its truest form. Now look at this if we believe that we are created in the likeness of God, but the only exact image of God in the truest form is Christ Jesus we have to some likeness or something the same way in principle or parts or even pattern. Once the breath of life was breath into us it brought a living soul, so we know that in the beginning the power of God is in each of us, because in order to become a living soul, it took the breath of God. God breath was the power delivered, and in the beginning it was the power for which Christ was present, and took his natural place that was the heart slash blood of Adam, and the power of God was the receiving of his breath that filled him with life. So our heart slash blood today is the housing for the Son of Man which takes our spirit and transforms it, and fills us with the power of God then the traveling is upward from there. God is the head, so our thoughts are the head of our action. In our hearts is the truth, but our mind has to accept the spirit of the heart, blood spirit. That will bring our body under submission to the spirit, which will cause us to look at not what is around us, or what is going on, but to look upward to God himself and profess our love. 
So we have the same likeness, but ours work from the inside out and God works from the outside and we have different properties but similar likeness because we possesses a similar family within us. And if we cannot get that family we possess then how can we grasp a family concept anyplace else? This brings a lot of revelation to what Paul explained about sin, because when sin entered into the world, this brought the concept to a complete revelation unto the concept of an inward family. Paul writes to the Romans, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would I do not, but the evil which I would not that I do. Now if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that, when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the taw of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am! Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. Romans 7 18-25 with those verses we see the magnitude with the knowledge gained we see the revelation that within us we have a family that is in most desperately need of the truth, as well as the revelation of the knowledge of God in our lives. I want you to see this, the Bible says, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus, and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. 2 Corinthians 4, 14-18, so we see the fantastic revelation of who God is, and the relationship between the Father the Son and the Holy Ghost, as one of the greatest family relationship that have ever been given unto man. The perfect family for which we learn that the likeness is within us that we have to bring heart slash spirit together with Jesus Christ in our lives that will call our mind that controls our action into submission unto the one knowledge of God then our inner family is not in order. If we do not understand the inner family or the eternal family, we will never have the concept of the earthly family and the exact essence of the greatest institution that God given to man. Perfect harmony comes with perfect peace that comes only through knowing that God family is perfect as it is the example for our first family to get in order to give that to our earthly family. This is the most vital understanding we can have to bring together our spiritual life into the physical place for others to see and say, what must I do to have what you have? Remember family is simply, the basic foundation of relationship of those that are founded with God at the center. Without God there is just a group of people recognized by the same name or group identity. Now the most important question is how is it that we are in the family of God, and that is a great question, so I can give you the greatest principle about you and me today in the body of Christ. I want you to know that separation from God is not of God, it is the deception from the enemy, and that deception has destroyed so many, and now it is time to bring into the light. We have to realize that the Father throughout the love he have for you and me, has given unto us the way to be redeemed back, for which we was created to receive the greatest peace as well as comfort, that has ever been promised unto God's people. That comfort comes from the author of peace for which only God can give us for eternity. So what is the principle of the understanding for you and I to get back where we belong? 
You know there is an old Jewish saying God knew he could not be everywhere, so he created mothers that saying being not totally true, but give the essence to the greatest revelation of the Comforter. We are like children looking for he comforting of being in the arms of the possessor of the peace we seek for which mothers can only give for a moment a little while where God can give unto us forever. So we seek that through all kind of ways, and we are looking in the wrong places, but this is what the enemy do is to distort the truth, and take us away from what we are looking for to give it to us only temporary, so that we stay looking in the wrong place. So we all are looking for he same thing, but we all are not looking for it in the same way, but how is it that God prepared for this that we all can find it? In my life I was always looking for the love of my mother in way that I could understand never hearing the words I love you, or never seeing the words in action I was most definitely confused. Once I was able to understand what was going on around me, the realization was true in my household that I did not belong there. I still see the images in my mind of the things said unto me as well no one even knowing outside the house the things going on within the house. You see within myself I was in turmoil because my heart wanted one thing my mind wanted something else, and the only place I was looking was anywhere but where I was but never up. The order within the house was out of whack, as if the whole situation was a bad nightmare for me. I was the oldest of those that came there with me, but the target of everything unstable in the house. Understand the reality of never been told that you are loved as a kid, and only way of explaining anything is with the force of fear, and the force of pain in your life. Knowing that nothing you do is not good enough, nor was it the proper way because you don't even have the concept of what is right. You attempt to fight back the best way you can, by taking the only thing that was in your mind, the most precious thing to the members of the body there. You wanted to attack the one that gave the most fear in a way that they would heart as you heart and I did that. I stole money and simply gave it away, not that I wanted it but that it would hurt. Within I wanted no type of relationship with the members there so as a child I had to chose who I wanted in my life as well as who I did not want in my life. Imagine the difficulty in that for a child. My whole thought process is to eliminate everything from life as well as everyone that is supposed to bring fulfillment and teaching as well as love compassion, and none of this is given. I learned early that love is when someone is doing something for you, and I grab hold to that concept. This was interesting as I begin to grow, because I based everything on that. I heard a many of times that I put food on the table and buy your clothes as well as pay the bills, and was told that why would you be with someone that cannot give you anything which referred to money. The exact contents I will not expose, but the essence of it I will and this building block or this type of mental training one was totally confused. I was told do not lie, and then on the other hand when things got out of hand I was told to lie in order to cover those that I wanted no contact with, and you know what was the greatest Stop. Well, we're going to stop right there. I just let Alexa go for herself right then and there. I'll let y'all get a full, nice grab hold to it. So we're going to stop right there. Praise the Lord. And I'm sorry I told y'all page 64. We started on page 19. I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm so sorry. But we went on. We just let Alexa roll on, on. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We let her roll on. Home. She rolled too. She rolled all the way down almost to page 40, almost to page 44. So, <clears throat> almost to page 40. Yeah. So, we good. glad to go for you right there. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus.